time to go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Drop with Team Lasso. Today is our second episode about dailies. And so for those of you who have been watching The Drop, you have already heard from one Miss Erin White, our Director of Data and Content Security, and our Night Operations Manager, one Mr. Mike Streeter, but who you have not yet met, who will be joining us specifically for Lasso Dailies, is one Mr. Alex Zabo, assistant editor to AJ Cataline, and Robbie Stevenson, our post-production coordinator who helps the whole team, including our own. So, welcome to The Drop. Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Um, so what makes Lasso Dailies exceptionally special is that the Geopod for Geodailies that you guys heard about in both the Geopost episode and the What the Fuck is Dailies episode. Uh, I know, like I love that we had a What the Fuck season. <laughs> <laughs> is what was deployed on season one and season two of Ted Lasso. Uh, I want to know from you guys before I let the you know super brain trust authority that is Team DFT, GeoPost, GeoDailies over here. Explain it. What do you guys know about the dailies <laughs> part? I, like I should be in the what the fuck is dailies. Is I'm like, dude, they can explain it way better. It, than did, uh, it changes every day. It, it, it's well, Mike saves my ass because he'll check the notes before I do. And then sometimes I'll, I'll have to look at his email like, oh, he already caught that thing. Thank God. Because, you know, you get, you're tired and it's the morning and you're like, oh, God, there's like a whole day of football and they're at 48 frames, but they, they wrote 32 frames for some weird reason. And there are some inexplicable things that <laughs> yeah, happen. Like, Whoa. Well, so let's talk about how freaking cool Lasso Dailies are. The Herculean effort of getting this pod through customs, that's like a whole other thing in and of itself, but like... That's, yeah. that's a chore, yeah. yeah. Aaron, can you give me some of the architecture of this bad boy? What are they dealing with succinctly? Like, back into it from like the end user and, you know, our, our person on site, I don't think was the same season one as season two. Well, they had a cyst. The cyst was new to like the ditch. Uh, who is Matt Hutchings. It's it's a fairly simple process, right? Like for as complex and yeah. high architecture as this bad boy in one little case is, for the end user, it's pretty simple, yeah? Yeah, all they have to do is plug it in <laughs> and I get to talk with Nick and Matt every single day and, you know, it cheers me up, like listening. It really you know, does. To somebody yeah. with a British accent and just be like, cheers at the end. It just brightens my day. Especially so. Matt, he has such an upbeat. Whatever he answers, he's very excited. Well, Streeter, lasso specific, mm -hmm. is there a way for you to kind of regurgitate some of that process yeah. and take us through what an average night of lasso dailies looks like? And mind you, you guys at one point were shooting like nine cameras or some insane amount of footage in a day. Yeah, when they when they do the, the football scenes, they shoot a lot of cameras and it gets nuts because you know, slating becomes optional, and whether or not you can whether or not you can hear the slate clap, or if it's just like one giant. They have like a novelty size slate that they yeah, bring that out. That was awesome. Um, oh, yeah, they also have the baby, tiny one, yeah. The baby uh, for the iPhone. I get, it's like right there. I get very happy when it's the little one, but I have to get very sad when it's the big one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I feel like we need those in outtakes. <laughs> yeah, they have to live somewhere. It's not like the little one. It doesn't have like the, the bottom half of the slate. It's just the clappers. They don't have like a giant <laughs> yeah, yeah. bottom part. Yeah, she's a big scissor. <laughs> yeah. 
that's the other thing. So again, this is dropping after episode two has already aired. So we've got one and two already out. We might dive into that stuff, but I'm, I'm warning you now. I'm trying to keep it spoiler free so I don't actually have to warn you, but it won't be all womp womp, but still. The camera footage or the drone footage that we got was towards the end of the season, right? Same as they did last year, which is saving most of the the um, stadium football soccer stuff for the end mm-hmm. and shooting it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what that what ends up happening is like the beginning of the season is like cake. It's so easy. It's great. <laughs> Love it. And then in the middle, they start doing a little bit more stuff, having you know probably have shoot a little bit more every day, and you're like, okay, now this is like picking up being like a regular show and then at the end you're like oh my god they've shot so much i don't know what to do with all this footage um and i mean but by the end we had all four of the dailies guys were working on ted lasso all it took four people to get through that much footage um, about how much in a night um i mean it could be up to like nine hours or so of, of footage wow um but more so because they would because they're shooting um high frame rates so we have to do uh, new masters for all of those. So so take it back. What is that? What are the frame rates? So mostly they've only been doing forty eight, um, maybe like some sixty, but not, I don't I don't know. They, they usually the forty eight, which is not so bad. The, the the higher the number, the longer the files are going to be because it slows it down. So you're shooting more frames per second. Um, so if you're shooting one hundred and twenty frames per second, it's going to be five times as long as a, what the clip would be in real time. Um, so all the clips are going to be bloated because they're twice as long as what they are. So if they shoot, you know, a seven minute long take, which isn't, you know, out of this, you know, it's not crazy. Um, that will be a 14 minute long clip, but then we have to turn that into a seven minute long clip as well to sync to the audio. So we have to make a new version of the video at the same speed as the audio so that we can sync those, but we still want the slow motion version because the slow motion version is obviously going to have the extra frames that they're probably going to want for the, whatever slowed down uh, hyper stylized shot to be yeah. kicking soccer ball or something. We're going to jump back to the technical side of things, but I've been dying to ask you because when I look at the dailies, I, I don't, how do you handle all the slow-mo stuff? Like the speed, rate? I just, oh well, I, I kind of, <laughs> I put the slow-mo to the side <laughs> in the beginning. Cause I'm just like information overload, put it to the side. I know where it is. Luckily you guys help us with like creating Ox time code, mm-hmm. and that will help me group everything. And when I get it, when I have everything grouped, say there's like three or four cameras. This season, probably been four, at least, because now there's, they put a camera in the goal, which is its own thing. Yeah. And we didn't have that last year, which I appreciate. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. Like, more coverage is good. You look at things before I do, usually. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to get up early and watch the dailies down and then try to just make sure we're on top of it, you know, with <laughs> before we send them out and communicating with you guys. And- Part of the drop is about education. So that's why I was asking, like, give us a little bit of background on what a post-production coordinator does. It's great. It's a, you know, a huge, massive opportunity that, you know, we're, we're all grateful to be involved with. Uh, for uh, the post-coordinator side of things, it's been different on every show that I've worked on. You know, the role kind of changes and you, you adapt to, you know, your surroundings and you take on different things. Sometimes you, you have to do more uh, assistant duties and helping out, you know, just especially if you're in an office to make sure everything's, you know, moving correctly. Um, you know, also with crafty and getting people, you know, you got to take in some of the, the PA duties if you don't have one. Uh, so there's been that, but also, you know, it, it has 
ended up being helping with credits and helping with the dailies and doing uh do a ton of scheduling i mean lately scheduling lately yeah i feel like i have a tracker for everything yeah. so this has been the the wildest show i've ever scheduled adr on because yeah across the ocean not only do we have all of the new covid compliance stuff which that you know they're here to help and it's been it's been great you know but there's a lot more hoops for you to jump through just to get facilities approved and you know talent approved and they have to use pass card uh which is you know a, an approval process just to be able to go in for a session uh and also, you have to have uh, the jurisdiction approved by the studio. You have to um, also because we're we have a lot of people in the UK. They're uh, they're eight hours ahead, yeah. so you got to work with your sound supervisor. <laughs> kind of great for dailies. Kind of rough for you guys. Well, he'd yeah. be up at yeah. like I'll like I don't know. I'll wake up at like six a.m. No particular reason, and I'll see my phone's like like <laughs> lit up. I was like, oh no! <laughs> like look, and it's like. Robbie up at like five thirty or six, like coordinating the That's ADR session. You're like water. You're in all of it. You're pretty ubiquitous with all of it. So it's like, how, where? I mean, where do you even begin? What does a normal day look like for you trying to juggle all of that? Uh, you know, it's tough to begin and pinpoint exactly where it is. It depends on which day it is. A lot of the time, it's with a. ADR and with with starting the day, it's always looking at who from the UK or you know who you need to get a hold of before their day ends, and who you need to respond to and get information back from before they call it quits and they're done over there and you lose a whole day, and then and then you're kind of back to waiting for the next day just to get approvals on things. You know, especially with uh with sending things around, you know, you got to use you know a lot of password protected coded things, and that's. You know, it, it does take some extra steps, but it's always, you know, reassuring when you know you're sending things around that are, you know, within mm -hmm. the studio. Yeah. Well, touching back on content and security, can you take us through the whole chain of like London all the way to Alex? So there's all, like a team that's approved. Uh, so it was made up of Matt and Nick. Uh, that we had a password um, that was only shared through us securely. They hook up a drive, we take it from there, push everything over securely through a Aspera. Mike and team would process the dailies and then we would also push it securely to Alex and Francesca via Aspera again. We have a transfer pod that was also set up um, in the beginning. It was set up um, at Timeline with their Avid Rentals. And then when I uh, got approval to be on the lot, they just put it over there, thankfully, and helped us install it. It was ready to go over there. Streeter, you've done both season one and season two. And this is kind of like for the table, but like biggest challenge so far in getting the show into their hands. I mean, there's just the, the constant challenge of that it's, they shoot it in England, you know, like <laughs> it's far away. That's very far from here. <laughs> We're in Los Angeles. Um, so, and, and everything that that brings along. Um, but like you were saying, there are some benefits too, because, because they're so uh, far ahead, uh, they're usually awake when I'm processing daily. So if there's questions or issues that come up, I can reach out to them and they'll respond, mm -hmm. um, or at least pretty quickly. Or if something needs to be done on their end, like getting us new LUTs or something. Because mm -hmm. um, you start, like, you know, if anybody really, I, I prank call Streeter all the time. If you're up 10, 11 o'clock at night, just give, give DFT a ring. Don't do that. 
<laughs> but so that's 6 a.m., 7 a.m. for those folks, and that's when a shoot day is maybe going to start. So you can actually call something out as it's coming in. Right. That's pretty dope. Yeah, so that, that, that works out really great. And also, they drop really early. Most shows have dropped like, you know, like 10 to midnight. Uh, they drop at like 3 in the afternoon because that is late for them, but it's early for us. So challenges this season, because I'm sure Mike has blocked it out of his brain, <laughs> um, was what they wanted to do on a couple of the episodes. So the... ESPN sports like oh yeah that was fun. oh the studio footage yeah. <laughs> that's tough yeah mm-hmm. that's like broadcast standards for England and, mm-hmm. right. and they don't cut we, <laughs> yes we, we had to con- we had to convert everything um, and then yeah they just shot I'm sorry they don't cut no. It was, it was, it was, well, there were, there were, yeah, they don't. But I feel like I'm giving them, a, throwing them a bone here. Right. I, they didn't, they didn't allow, at least for the first time, they didn't allow like anyone in there. Yeah, th- like due to COVID restrictions, they had a very minimal crew. I don't even think like the script person was like yeah. even allowed. No, they were, there were no they notes. Weren't. Yeah, they were yeah. like, we weren't there, so I don't know. That was the script <laughs> like, notes for that for day. It. Yep. So I think it was like they just let it run for yeah, well like they have, 24 they, hours. They have four, I think they have four cameras and then they have a mix down. So you got like five streams that were like two or three hours long. Yeah. Like no breaks at all. And so it was just like these insanely long takes um, with a lot, a lot of footage. I think that was, I can't remember. That was way, that was more than 10 hours. That was a yeah. lot of hours of footage. That was, so this is actually the episode, right? Like I think that covers both um this morning oh yeah episode two as yeah. well as the espn type thing so i mean you that was sky a sky sports sky sports so i mean that was a pretty and the opening sequence which that was really interesting because i mean you're creating a reality kind oh, of yeah. vibe so like was it was that you and the colorist or like was there anything coming through on dailies where it was like this looks wholly different than ted lasso <laughs> Well, I think they did a good job, like applying the right LUT, so it didn't look like outrageous. It still fit the show, but it still was like, all right, this is definitely a reality show. Like, then we're kind of parroting, like popular, like dating. What is it, Love Island type stuff? But I, and I think they shot it. They lit the studio well, wherever they were, and they have a lot of that in um, the other episode. <laughs> um, a lot of um like outdoor and then then they had a swimming pool and all those like neon lights and like picturing it now it's so beautiful <laughs> yeah t- 201 and 202 kind of shared a lot of the the intro for that but also we we found different um transitions and different, oh right yeah. yeah a lot of um we will like there's, we don't do too much of it but every once in a while we have to find some stock yeah is some stock footage and uh just for the intro the introduction of the thing we're parroting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was yeah. wondering. I was like, that looks it's like a... any given house in Malibu. <laughs> that, that is not a house in, like, Brighton. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we did our best. Which so, so, yeah. There's so many options. We're just like, oh, what's the best? So for you guys, what's been uh, some of the biggest challenges with the footage? I mean, I honestly can't even imagine how much is in your head then, how much that you've actually seen. And then you have to sit with it day in, day out, Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah, like the script doesn't always say like how big of a how big a scene is, and it, it starts with like 
how a script is written because sometimes you'll read it and be like, oh, this isn't, you know, it's going to be pretty straightforward. But then they'll rewrite it because they have like, well, we're scene's supposed to be like this. So it's not only dialogue. They're kind of like, a lot of times there's not a lot of action on the page. And it just like, and then they'll bring in a second unit director who's brilliant and they'll get it. But then you, you, you don't, you assume you know what the scene's going to be. But then the next day comes and it's like, this is way bigger than I thought it would be. Like on certain episodes, like, oh, well, yeah, there's soccer. It's just going to be like a couple plays. Just a couple plays. It's not really about the soccer. It's about the emotions of these characters. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and, then, and then the day comes, like, this is a legit game. <laughs> Who says a couple uh, a couple plays? This is this is a real game. How much of the previs do you ever touch or see or work with? Quite a bit. Um, it, it it's a thing where we kind of have to plan for it, uh, and it, it helps them to have a sort of roadmap. Mm-hmm. And you also have the mini map in the corner then. Oh, so yeah. like you said, you can actually yeah, that is a challenge. I think about it now that you mentioned the map helps because. Sometimes you don't know, and you've seen the show a bunch, but if it's a different stadium, you're like, wait, where's the dugout? I'm getting confused. Yeah. Like, where's my perspective of, like, all right, the coach is looking over here, but now we have Arlo announcing, and he's looking over here. <laughs> so we all have to figure out the logic, and the map will help us because the map is like, see that? That's the camera, and the camera's pointing that way, and that's the bench. I'm like, oh. Cool. <laughs> that is almost 90% of the questions that we, as the previs team, send back to Kip and Caitlin and, and anybody on set. We're like, seriously, guys, where's the dugout? Just, we can build it yeah. if you tell us where the dugout is. Well, well we're still figuring that out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys even had, uh, well, so that, maybe we might need to come back to this because I also want to hear what like your challenges were with the footage. But like, you guys also introduced... Rebecca's office, you changed that. And were there new fields this season as well? I think last year it was like we were in an office for Rebecca, which is wild to me. But now it's like... Yeah, got, now everything has the plate. And yeah, we had a, a VFX producer yeah. like in England shooting these plates. And then I think DFT helped stitch it. Someone stitched it. <laughs> yeah, we did the camera test and then put that together to make sure everything... Feels like so yeah. long ago now, but yeah, it was like one of the first weeks working, I like saw this folder of like DSLR stills. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's, he's stitching the field together for our plates. Even on the training field then, because, um, you know, there was this one shot throughout the whole season where Rebecca would lean out and, hi, Ted, and things All like right. that. Now I think it's floor-to-ceiling windows, and there is that moment that I think ends episode two where they push forward towards the glass, mm-hmm. and everyone sees who's coming oh, yeah. out. And it's like, oh, that's how I realized, like, well, the window's gone. It's a whole new set. This is what happened. Yeah. So, like, that was a tough one, too, is it, and, and there was weather. There was so much weather. There was like real, that was not VFX. That was real snow, folks. They had this interesting transition into, they have the camera like on this like programmed rig and it was like this, creates this uh, transition into the snow. We like reacted immediately to like, oh my God, now there's snow? There was not supposed to be snow? (laughs) Oh, but then I think that was before like the ending of the show. Uh, where Jamie comes out and looks pretty badass. 
So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad it snowed. <laughs> oh, it works perfect. Yeah, but I mean, it's so fun to see that. Yeah. Like the morning waking up and seeing the weather, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I don't know. I just... I feel like whenever I see it too cold, I just feel like no one plays in this. <laughs> I guess if you're training, why wouldn't you? And over there, yeah, I mean, they do, don't really yeah. have a choice. They got to work around it. Right. <laughs> well, the English weather, they're tough, right? Yeah, it's very part tough. Of, oh, yeah. I was crazy with uh, 110 because that was raining. Yeah, and I was freaking out then because yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to have to add rain everywhere. Yeah. And like Kip was like, oh, like, they were miserable. So I hope we have everything. Like, it's kind of, we're done. So yeah, left, whatever. It all out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I was like, I couldn't quite gauge the temperature. I think it was in Celsius. And I'm like, oh, let's convert. What was it? And it was like, I think they were like, like running around in like 45 degree rain and like flopping in the, yeah. on, the on the pitch. And I was like, these actors are strong. <laughs> yeah. 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 Again, I think it works like great. Danny, like Danny yes. Rojas did amazing. Like kicking in slow motion in the rain. So for you, Robbie, like what are some of the things that come in at you and what are you looking for? What are, you know, what are some of the biggest, oh shit, that shouldn't be their moments. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I go through everything and just kind of make sure that everything, you know, matches up what, what was supposed to be there. And then I also look for, Things that, the, that, you know, you guys are going to want a heads up on. Mm-hmm. And then I also look at, you know, the fun stuff like blooper reels. And I, I get to be, you know, kind of amazed at all the footage that comes in because it's, it's more exciting than anything because it, especially um, just what we've got this season and everything like you were talking about, some incredible, incredible stuff. So. Wait, okay, so I'm just realizing I feel like we have the dailies of when Jason actually smacked his head on the thing when he made the jump. We might need to do that because <laughs> you were probably the first person on the team on this side of the ocean that got to see that then, yeah? Probably. Yeah. probably. <laughs> well, at least one of, one of, the, one of the first. Was there, was there one like... One of the first. You. Absolutely me. <laughs> was there no, like actual <laughs> blood? Alone in a room in my, my spin chair. <laughs> and I had to turn around. I know it wasn't your episode, but you had to have probably dealt with a few looks at Bumpkin. Oh, yeah. And, uh, okay, if you have not caught episode one by now, we're already on episode two, halfway to episode three. So catch episode one, because, like, tell me about those. Did you get to see that footage, work with any of that? Of, I like, didn't get to work with any of it. I was seeing all, like, the, like, prelim emails about, like, this is what I think I want it to be. And I think he was, like, didn't Brendan say, like, a 1950s, like, old cartoony dog? And I was, like... That was perfect. (laughs) But, and then like Danny, so all of the, because I was watching that footage and I was like, the very slow foot to the ball, talking about, you know, finding the right frame. And then I asked Christo, I was like, so how many times did they have to splatter you? (laughs) He was like, thank God, just once. (laughs) Oh, right, right. That was, that was fun to watch. I didn't work on that. How confused were you like watching that when that came in? (laughs) Well, I think we had a little context for what was happening, but yeah, I mean, there's obviously it's all green screen and then, yeah, just like, you know, like things on balls on strings and stuff. So you're, you're just kind of like, what is happening? Oh yeah. You got to react like balls on strings (laughs) for eye lines. Right. It's weird. You film what is essentially a 12 episode movie. Mm -hmm. How much do you 
touch back on other episodes or like the no that's why we're not going to lock just yet because you're building these huge story arcs so like once you have a full scope of everything that's filmed filming's wrapped now you know everything that you have how much retooling do you guys go through they, they shoot in blocks um but, so it's usually like two episodes at a time in the blocks and in certain situations where it makes more sense to come back they'll come back and do like i think it was at nine they'll come back and shoot that mm-hmm. later but well sometimes it's just speaking from the point of view of footage it's sometimes an advantage to not have things lock consecutively like broadcast because I mean it would like be nice at times to have that so we don't have everything open and you're like oh how's this one doing I haven't looked at this episode in like a week and a half that'd be good so that kind of is annoying and but but on the positive side we kind of do retool certain shots um, certain establishing shots um, or like every once in a while, like, I'll even dip back into like something from like 110 and just for inspiration and be like, what's a shot I could retool that like is of this like exterior? And I'm like, oh wait, 202 has this. Maybe this could be in um, 212 or whatever. Maybe something from 6 can be in um, 208. So that kind of is nice to have that flexibility because sometimes they're like, it's all good. We just need we just need one more we need one more establisher. And I'm like, oh god, this sucks because sometimes we don't have them. <laughs> but yeah. How often? Uh, I mean, well, let me ask you that. Do you get script pages? Yeah. So all of that. What are the what do the bins look like that gets delivered? Oh, like what do we give them? So basically what I'm trying to get at is is our dailies process is a heck of a lot more white glove, a heck of a lot more editorial friendly so far as like we don't we don't automate. We catch a heck of a lot more. We do the notes, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I'm, I'm really kind of uh, trying to build a bridge here to hear about what we deliver and how that hyperdrives you guys or if you're like, actually, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a great time to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we're giving them everything they, that they, they want. We try to, at the beginning of the season, uh, gauge what people, you know, different shows want different things. So we try to give them whatever, they, whatever they're needing um, with Ted Lasso. Um, we give them a, a folder with ALEs that just has metadata in case they ever need to go back to that metadata. We give them Avid bins. Obviously, those are the bins that we create with the dailies, with the sync uh, audio and sub clips um, and everything named. Uh, and sorted as, as you know by you know separated by episodes and whatever however needs to be sorted obviously the avid media probably the most important thing mm-hmm. uh, we give them doc- all the documents uh, so we collect all the, usually the dailies is on any any email that has documents so we collect them all into one folder uh, they'd be like script notes uh, yeah if there's pages if there's uh, sound notes um, camera reports no, no, I appreciate though is that you catch things that are supposed to be. I mean, these guys are probably working so hard on like the camera ops. Like, so many times you catch the this is this is supposed to be here, not reported, or this clip does not exist, even yeah. though it's on here. So sometimes it's like mm-hmm, we do the puzzle here, checking. The, so he does all that for me a lot of times, which is I'm so thankful for. <laughs> yeah, we, try, yeah, we all are. That, it's, that it's a mystery a huge... when you're like. Uh, why isn't this here? Uh, should I be freaking out that there's only one take of this? I was like, nope, nope. 
it's only one take. Right. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of like mystery solving because yeah, I mean, depending on the day, how heavy it is. Sometimes the reporting is a little bit uh, more ambiguous. Yeah. Sometimes there's just stuff listed on there that didn't get shot at all, and then you know you, you have you know, basically like three different reports that you can check. You have your camera reports, you have your sound reports, and then you have your script notes. Script notes are usually like the bible. Like that's the one that's going to be like the the one that's you're going to use as your primary but we always start with the camera reports so anything that's not on the camera reports like he's saying like we'll always call out just not so much to like be picky or whatever just to you know advise like hey they they did shoot more than is on this paper here so you're gonna get more and then like more the more scary one is when it says like supposed to be three takes and there's one and you're like uh why is there only one it says three uh, it was like all one, just those three pickups. Yeah, so some, sometimes it's just like that they didn't actually cut, so it'll be like they, they ran it three times on one clip. So there's not actually three clips, it's just one thing. But, you know, you have to watch through it and see and make sure. And then even then, you're still only guessing. So we'll report it and say, like, appears to be that there were three takes in this one take. I can't be sure that that's why they wrote it that way. And maybe it doesn't seem like there's any clips missing, uh, you know, and you check to make sure because their camera rolls will be sequential. So, you know, you got, you know, clip one, clip two, clip three. If clip, you know, if clip two is take three of one shot and clip three is take one of the next shot, doesn't seem like there's any clips missing there. So, they, it, you know, it might just been a mistake in reporting. But, yeah, we use all three of those reports to make sure that they know as much as possible what is going on. If I, I don't know if it's a mistake or what happened, whatever, but that they know they're prepared for that, at least. <laughs> That's the best I can do is prepare them for it's what I have. To yeah. a surprise. Yeah, it's puzzles within the grander puzzle. Right. <laughs> what would you guys say is the biggest difference between season one and season two, the workflow? I mean, obviously, like, accommodations were made for pandemic, but we also learned a lot from well, season one. There was also the change that we did midway through season one and do what we now call the master MXF workflow, giving them a new, um, a new like a media file that's merged with the audio instead of having um, editorial having to isolate which ISO tracks they would like to hear with a, a given take. So we switched that over midway through and have I mean, been doing. Not just switched, we, we created. We yeah, that would, Mike it. created that workflow, basically. <laughs> well, with, life, sir. with help yeah. from others. Yes, yeah, with help from others, but we want, a lot of we, it. We wanted to accommodate yeah. what, what the editors uh, were asking, you know, what, what, they, what they wanted on their end. So we had to come up with uh, a new method. Where did that originate from? Was that like an AJ or no? No, I mean, but to be fair, that that's translated then into We've other shows. Have yeah, every, every show, or almost every show except for one. Yeah, at the same time, we were doing a, another show um, that also Kip um, was helping. God love you, Kip. Yeah, supervising <laughs> with. Um, so we made the change uh, for both shows at the same time. Got it. So can you tell me how that either originated from you guys or what that did for you guys to like, I mean, that's what we beg for is like, give us your problems. Tell us how to innovate. I think in the most basic sense, I think it helped a lot with getting ISO for, for the actors, ISO, uh, mics, like it's just, uh, less time. Like I, I could get it like really quick now. Like, and a lot of times, 
we're in the room or AJ's in the room and we have like a note session and they're really digging in to everything like more so that more than you would expect for what we're just making a cut work because you know the mixers can do all the take like bring up his his mic but like we need it like now like now mm -hmm. with this workflow like all right let me just all right got it all right it's in <laughs> like it's all that is so much easier now just to like or I can't hear Keely at all. Let's let's find her ISO like immediately. I'm uh -huh. like, oh, all right, there you go. Right. It's so easy now. Well, that actually brings up a good point, though. You said like we're in the room and they're pouring over this a lot more than you would normally suspect. Like, how much of that do you guys see? Because you know we've we kind of get to see and hear some of the benefit of that because of doing VFX and how many revisions happen. But like, Jason, Bill. Joe, Brendan, Brett, they're all very hands-on involved. Yeah, like, yeah. tell me about it. So they do a lot of uh, riffing, like especially Jason. Uh, like the scene sometimes will come out completely different than the page. So I have to like code everything green. Oh, green just sounds like go and like they're, they're riffing, they're doing it. <laughs> so I like, I mark it green on the script. I'm like, check it out. It's all there. And then... Not only that, like every every single line, you can pull it up. It's not like I have to go back to the take and watch it through and find, all right, that's where the line is. No, it's like, it's right there. And yeah, a lot of times, even if like you're playing a scene and something bumps them with like a piece of sound that's out, like dropped sound, like, ah, there's something about this. I'm like, oh, I got to go in, match it, and find like a little piece of uh, like, uh, nat sound and fill it and they're like oh scene plays now I'm like okay uh. <laughs> you know they're so focused on on like the intentions of the actors and like a lot of times they don't get that there's a there's just a little technical like mix hiccup or sound design hiccup that we need to just fix in the dialogue track and then I'll send them I'll send them a little drop of a bin and be like yo plug that in when you get a chance and then they do and then it's like and we have the uh, past that scene, and there's nothing to note. <laughs> yeah, we have the the music and sound spots with them too, where we can go through and kind of pick out things um, after we're we're through the locked cut, and it's it's always nice to see we you know we we have everyone our, our music team sound team everyone goes through and they can pinpoint uh, specific you know details and how we can tweak it. Yeah, and it gets really yeah. involved. <laughs> yeah, it, which is it's really really awesome to see you know the the amount of detail that go, goes into it, and that's. You know, I'll, I'll be notating everything to make sure, you know, everyone, you know, gets the info passed along from, you know, everyone looking at the same, you know, like microscope. Yeah. You've seen. You know how it goes. Like someone, you know, like hyper-focused on something, you just like, you just, you're not going to let it go until it's over. <laughs> so some of these mixing spots last like three hours. <laughs> we're like, all right, we're only five minutes in. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. I have so many questions. Okay. One. So Jason's kind of notorious, infamous, people have shared the stories about him walking up to the actor who has to get the scene and sharing like a backstory that other people don't know. Like, are you guys hearing that in the audio? But every once in a while I can see like a little trail off of him really talking about, so this is what Sharon would be doing or this is what Sam is thinking. But I think they're all kind of, the acting's incredible, so they're all kind of like, they get it. I think he's just reinforcing the idea of like, this is their world. But unfortunately, I don't see too much of that. So I think he takes care of it before they <sighs> <laughs> hit um, the button. 
And then touching on music, is there ever a time when music is actually playing, like, to set the vibe or the mood? Like, does any of that come through in dailies? There was, a, there was 102. Oh, it was, it was There was 102. Brutal. It was yeah. so hard. We got through that. They were playing 90s hip-hop in, in the locker 102 room. in the <laughs> locker room. And I was like, oh, God, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> so we were kind of, like, cutting around that noise and then, like, throwing the song in there to... And, and at one point, you're just like... Please just lock the scene. If, if you if you tweak it one bit, it's just gonna like knock it all out. And I think it came together, and, and Brent really helped smooth that over. Well, what happens in the, those instances if you don't get clearance? Then how difficult is it to go back and then cut in a new? I think yeah. that was a scene that he at least like told Tony, the music supervisor, like I'm gonna get this song ahead of time. Sometimes they they get the clearance. Okay. Uh, ahead if they know this is exactly what it's going to be. So in those music sessions, when you're like, fine tooth combing all of it, is Krista Miller in those? Um, no, not lately, but I, I think it's it, it changes because this year they're having more people. So Fun fact, I, I care it. mostly because Krista Miller, Krista Miller uh, played Ellie on Cougar Town and married to Bill Lawrence. Is also what's her title like? Is she music supervisor? Yeah, she's, or a, like... yeah, she's music supervisor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we got a couple. We got a couple uh, maestros. They're good. Good so, songs. Yeah, great, great team. Yeah. You guys have like an actual jukebox team. Like, yeah. there's so many musical canons on your team, from Melissa McCoy to Kristen Miller to Bill himself, Jason. Deep, deep knowledge. Like it, I can't even. The soundtrack for this show is going to be like seventeen. I know, and they have so many ideas. Where I'm just like, bring them. I don't. They're all good. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I don't like. They ask an opinion. Like, which one? An email. Which one do you guys like? And I'm like, they're all good. <laughs> like, I'll take that one. But they're all good. And then. Yeah, it's it's another thing I love so much about this team and getting to work with them is how inclusive and kind of they bring you into the creative side of it, including the music. And they say, what do you think of this? And they'll try different things. And that's- well, speaking of the mentorship, I mean, that's like a huge doozer authority of like, you will, this is a family mentorship going on. How did you guys come to the show and, and kind of how is that developing season two? Like, you know, where have you found yourself either maybe gravitating much more towards or essentially, you know, what's the easy way of saying, like, who's mentoring you? How's that going? What's happening over <laughs> well, <at you> there? <laughs> AJ knows I had, like, comedy experience and either in, like, narrative or uh, even just, like, sketch. And he's like, he'd be perfect. And I had, we kind of click with humor together. And then he heard of the show and he's like, I think, I think, I think we could do this. So I'm like, all right. And um, like, it was his first time working with Doozer as well. And, like, it, it goes without saying, sort of, that we didn't know how, like, much this thing would grow. Because we were both like, we love the sketch on NBC Sports from 2014. It's like, it was great. And we didn't know, like, we got, I think we got a pilot script. And, like, we took what we could from that. But it doesn't give you, like, the full, like, spectrum of, like, the character and, like, the themes of the show and, like, what people are going to start loving about because we thought it'd be a sketch. <laughs> well, well we and I feel like episode three, you kind of get a little bit of a touchback <laughs> to those sketches. Well, we I remember when we started, um, me and Alex would talk about it. Like, you know, before we even got a lot of dailies from the first few episodes, you know, what we thought it was going to be like. And, you know, with the tone from 
the you know the Jason and Brendan uh, you know skit you know the shorts on NBC and yeah it was fun it it was exciting to see too just to see like new a new angle well we thought in. we but also that, thought the yeah. soccer would be more hidden and then yeah. when one or one afternoon it was still pretty early it was probably like in September or so um, he like said to us he's like. So we're going to be in Crystal, was it? Um, Selhurst? Uh, yeah, yeah, Selhurst. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you guys just got to be prepared, right? Because this is, this is going to be a lot. And we're like, what? Like, we didn't know how big the games would be. And we're like, let's do it. We're excited. But we had no idea. <laughs> so he was like, this is it. Yeah, like it was like a fun, but like a serious, like, everyone, everyone gather up. We're going to talk. <laughs> so we have this soccer field. It's, it, this is legit. We're going to do this. And mm-hmm. it's going to be big. But I mean, we 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 thought initially it was going to be a you know thirty minute comedy. You know, this is going to be the easy maybe thirty yeah. minutes. Maybe yeah, like maybe thirty minutes under under twenty. Yeah. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was coming off of uh, Jack Ryan, which was you know the hour long big action show, and this this is a bigger show than Jack Ryan, mm-hmm. <laughs> and working in it. That's every crazy. Aspect. Maybe you yeah. did know Amy. She did deliverables for Jack Ryan. Like Amy felt mm-hmm. so okay. Yes, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. She was like, that was crazy turnaround time, super involved, blah, blah. And you probably look back on it now and like, tosh. It was wild. I think it's funny because jumping into Ted Lasso right after that, I remember being like, I'm so excited for, you know, the 30 minute comedy and you know, the lab. And then I was like, this is huge. And then, and then this year he's just like, it's making, it's making my Jack Ryan experience look easy. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. It does. It would be like really unfair to compare Ted Lasso to NCSLA. Cause like that's a totally 12 yeah. years of like, even though that's a one hour show, they're like, well, they're, I mean, those guys have been doing it so long that they, they're, they get, everything done like in two takes yeah even and, like hardcore action scenes yeah they get they get, i mean like it's crazy all of their takes are like 30 seconds long because they're just like all right roll action got it next shot like it <laughs> like the, if you look in the bins there's hardly ever anything more than like a minute long because they're just like start stop next thing start stop wow. which is crazy i mean they I mean that's really impressive. So they're all they shoot in like Santa Clarita, is it or is it? They do sometimes, yeah. I, they, I mean they shoot all over though. They shoot yeah. all over. Here's a silly question: Have all of you seen the the finished aired episodes, season one? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Season one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean I'm just checking. We have people walking the halls here that have not, and I'm just like, are you okay? <laughs> what are your life choices? Um, so, for the whole team, favorite moment that you saw either in dailies or once it finally aired or like what was the biggest surprise from when it came in to what it became. And then I'm going to throw that to you for anything we can look for in season two as well. <laughs> My, I, I think the, the biggest for season one from seeing it in dailies to when it finally aired, um, of course, the karaoke, um, yeah. then panic attack scene where I, you know, I, I did think this is, this is Jason really taking this. Yeah. to the next level and that's awesome to see and then you see more of that through the next few episodes and into 10 you know the finale that you know everyone did such an incredible job bringing it together it's it's awesome to sit back and be like i gotta work with this team they're ladies and yeah. gentlemen the eddie award-winning melissa brown mccoy for that episode <laughs>
Yeah, that, I mean, that was the first moment that I thought of as well. It's, it's amazing. But I mean, there's so many great moments in that show. I watched it twice. And like, I don't always watch the shows that we do here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was because uh, I had my girlfriend watch it afterwards because I was just like, it's so good. Um, but I, I really like the, the it's like kind of surprising how effective the relationship with Keely and Roy ends up being. Like, you kind of think at the beginning that Roy's just kind of a jerk, that you're not like that invested in it, and uh, that this is like a weird relationship that's kind of not going to go anywhere. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, I love this couple. They're amazing. Now I want mushy peas. <laughs> that was like the best. Erin, you got a moment? Um, I think it's the same. I mean, I can't really say because, like, for daylight, like, I, you know, to me, it's all files when it's coming <laughs> in and just making sure the files get to where they need to go. Um, so for me, and I just love watching, like, a, a good show that has heart and you can, like, watch it overall and, you know, just kick back and have something good to watch on TV. That's exciting. Mm. Alex, I'd say, um, I mean, God complex, right? Like you can play with the emotions just in <laughs> yeah, your head. Right? Well, a couple moments stand out. I think the busker performance in four really came together. And, and at one point I was just like so fearful of that scene because <laughs> it was just like the beginnings of it was just so challenging. I was like, oh, we got to make this a co coherent song. It came out so good. It, I know. Great. And then people started like, it started like becoming like a real like rock show at the end, and we got like all of us. It was a it was a, a collab episode, and so I was like, ah, cool! Like we can get like everyone on board. Let's try to make this as like biggest rock show we can. And then like um, beard, <laughs> beard in that like I don't remember what shot stuck in there, but there was one where he was just like going crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was probably a good one. I remember how much of a struggle it was in the beginning. But then also it was really fun. There's one ten the like American football like play. So I, I was like looking to Robbie when I was like, cut the script. I was like, Can you believe this? this is like I thought yeah. you were gonna like see mighty ducks flying the <laughs> 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 I was really excited to see that though, because it did bring it back. I thought yeah, I the, had no the idea. earlier, you I know, had, NBC. I had no idea what was gonna that, happen. And yeah. then, but I was like. Are like, is this gonna come together? Like, this <laughs> right. is kind of goofy. Work. <laughs> <laughs> it then, does. But then totally. I feel like we leaned into it. Not only like you know the actors and even in even in post because we just kind of like, like let's use that shot of them all like leaned up and we can see like everything behind them and then the camera just sort of pans over all of them like in the hut like the oh yeah the when, when they're all going down for yeah yeah and they break and then it ended up being sweet. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, and you guys were episode five as well, right? With oh, the we barbecue were the sauce. Oh, you were even. That's six, though. The barbecue six, sauce. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves that. The, Man, uh, that, I mean, going from, oh, I forgot I was a lefty all right. the way through to barbecue sauce, like the build of that moment. Was it scripted that way or were you pulling from different takes? Like, no, it was definitely a Jason creation. Um, I've just never had a scene that I cried literally every single time. Every time. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. Tip my hat to AJ. It's good editing. I mean, good reactions. Like Rupert, he's just such a, he's such a jerk. <laughs> my dad was just like, yeah, you can see Rupert in, in that dart scene. Just, he's so mean. <laughs> I was like, yep. That glare. Yeah. 
When he loses? Those little things that were dropped in in season one, yeah. even in the mm-hmm. pilot episode, he, he said everything that this show ever was going to be or ever will be is in that pilot. And I feel like two, three, five years from now, people are going to go back and dissect this into, you know, there's going to be a podcast taking each episode minute by minute. I guarantee <laughs> this. So they can break it down. So... What's really cool is there's a lot of characterization that happens throughout season one and two. There are like nods or hints, or there's a lot of things sprinkled in that is just it adds to the genius of, you know, everyone everyone working, working to you know writing it. I think it's great. I think that's as good of a place as any to wrap up this uh, this lasso drop. Any last thoughts? No, you did a good job. <laughs> Enjoy. 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 Congrats, Robbie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having us. This thank you. Yeah, I'm so awesome. glad we could get you out of the well, dungeon. Yeah. Let's uh, feed you some food and pour you some whiskey, all right? Woo! Yes. <laughs> good ladies note. and gentlemen, we'll see you right. on the next one. Take care.